You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Red High Mom Heart. This week we have Erica Litzer. But before that, Nikki, what's going on in your life? Yeah, so we are just over here still in Idaho, um, exploring the mountains. We've gotten on some great hikes. I I guess that's like my highlight right now is um, we've done some really incredible mountain hikes to lakes, often with mm-hmm. tadpoles. So the kids can like mm-hmm. catch tadpoles. It's really fun. And I've just been really blown away by Dash and his hiking skills. He's four and, well, four and a half. Um, Oh, okay. Almost five. (laughs) But still, it's like all of a sudden he's um, just being really strong, not complaining at all, hiking um, four plus miles, doing like almost 2,000 feet of climbing. Like he's just really impressing me and like he's having so much fun with it. And so I'm really happy about that. And, um, yeah, uh, work-wise we've just had kind of an exciting week, like with Treeline journal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just been a lot of awesome people doing awesome things like, mm-hmm. um, Courtney Dwalter, uh, attempting that Colorado trail FKT yeah. and, and Sabrina exactly. Stanley. And yeah. Sabrina. Sabrina Stanley doing the, um, Nolan's 14 FKT. So yeah, it's just been really kind of fun and exciting times in ultra running. So what about you, Steph? Good. Aaron's been working a lot. Um, like he has been forever, but I'm mean, getting some runs in and, um, last Sunday I ran to my in-laws and it was like, it was an eight mile <clears throat> straight there, <clears throat> but it was like, I want to say it was almost 90 degrees and it was like so humid. And I left the house at like three o'clock in the afternoon because we were going over the slipper. And I'm on country roads, so there's like zero shade. And it was so hot. And I texted Aaron at like two and a half miles, and I'm like, I'm out of water. Like you need, you need to get me more water. And he he met me. It was probably you know four miles halfway, and he's like, Are you even gonna make it? And I'm like, Well, it's only four more miles. I said, But it is hot. So he gave, he gave me more water, and then um, I saw him drive by me again, and I'm like, I wonder where he's going, if he's just checking on me, because he, like, left to go back to my in-laws, but then he drove by, and then, so I kept running, and I was at, like, I don't know, maybe six and a half, seven miles, and, and he drove back the other way, and I'm like, what did you stop for, or where did you go? He's like, yeah, we had to get funds, so he went and got funds from the town, but I'm like, thank goodness you came back, because I was out of water again, <laughs> so he filled up my water again. Oh my gosh. How, how did you go through so much water in I don't, eight so miles? 
I lost my bladder. And so I just had my like soft glass bottle and I'm like, I'll be okay. It's fine. It's not that long of a run. No, I needed my bladder and it wasn't anywhere to be found. Wow. So, that is anyway. intense. Yeah. Like the, the Minnesota heat, humidity, it's just, awful. yeah. Like yeah. Ashley Nordell said, you're yeah. a strong person for <laughs> living there and running there. <laughs> and it was, I went three and a half miles on one straight row. Oh my gosh. Straight. Oh my gosh. Awful. It was awful. Oh, you can just see how far you have to go. And it's, <laughs> it's sunny. Yeah, it was awful. And it was just, there was like one little sliver of shade and I'm like, I'm just going to stand here for a little bit. That is just, yeah, you know, that is just real life. Not all runs are good no. and not all runs leave you just like invigorated and feeling like strong and yeah. just energetic. Like, no, like that's just depleting and just kind of soul sucking. <laughs> it is very much yeah. soul sucking. Yep. And you know, that's okay. Cause <laughs> we'll have good runs in the future. But oh yeah. 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 Good job for getting that done. Oh, thanks. Today we talk with Erica Litzer. She is a fellow Bendite. She has a really interesting story. She's done a lot of really fascinating, cool, badass things in her life. Uh, starting, well, I mean, not starting, but she was a collegiate swimmer for a long time. She um, was a, is, is, was a river guide, um, a ski patroller. She's an ultra runner, a mom of two. She also works part-time at Foot Zone, our local running store, um, she's done a lot of things and I love how she talks about those things. And she also talks about her, um, she had a pretty massive shoulder in injury. We talk a lot about that and kind of what led up to it um, and how she has had to let go of some things because of the shoulder in injury. Um, and we just really talk about real life mom struggles that all of us have. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's real and raw and awesome. So give it a listen. Hello, Erica. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm currently caffeinating and getting pumped. Good. Good yeah. <laughs> Mamas need all the caffeine we can get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, what your life looks like, your family, all that good stuff? Sure. Um, well, my name is Erica, and uh, I moved over to Bend to pursue a career uh, as a river guide. And um, that was in 2006. And I met my husband. He was the guide instructor at my school, or at my guide school. And, uh, and from there, I um, decided I liked rafting so much, I needed to make it work year-round. So I became a professional ski patroller at Mount Bachelor uh, to kind of match my seasonal work. And he and I did that together. Um, he was a patroller as well for, for a long time until he got into nursing school and He's currently an ER nurse, and I am still currently living kind of a dirtbag life. Remarkable. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, we got married and uh, we have my uh, five and a half year old daughter, Isla, and um, our two and a half year old son, Bodie. So sweet. They're adorable. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I met you, Erica, through our stroller mom group. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, that chick is badass. We need to hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then, I mean, same with me to you. And, uh, yeah. And then I remember we, um, did like an awesome 20 mile run together with Beth and, um, another lady and yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, um, yeah, that lady came into foot zone, um, and she had, she was training, she wanted to qualify for Boston and she really needed to get in a long run. She was from Hawaii. And I just was like, Oh, I have these two friends and we're going to go run 20 miles tomorrow. (laughs) You want to come with us? And she'd never run on trail before. And even from Hawaii. Uh, I, I don't, yeah, that was her first trail run. And she hadn't really run. I don't think she, I, I I mean, if she listens to this at some point and I'm wrong, I hope she corrects me, but, um, (laughs) the badass. I remember. Oh yeah. All the trails in Hawaii look awesome. I have a friend that lives out there and she actually won her 100 last year. Oh, wow. So, but she takes pictures all the time and puts them on Snapchat of the trails in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I I would want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think she had just been like really focusing on road fast. I suppose for Boston. Yeah. I think she did end up qualifying for Boston, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think she did too. And, um, yeah, but it was just, that was a fun adventure. She, she met me in like a dark parking lot at like 5 p.m. or something and followed me all the way out to the trailhead and <laughs> like, you know, what is going yeah. on? I know. Well, that was so cool that you did that. Cause so you work at foot zone. Um, I do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You haven't started back up again though. Have you? Uh, I worked a few days. Uh, I worked the sale last weekend. Okay. Um, Nice. Yeah, so um, a catastrophic series of shoulder injuries ended my patrolling career, and um, I kind of had this existential crisis. Uh, long story short, I ended up working at Foot Zone last fall, um, and it worked out really well, and I've been loving it. So yeah, yeah, that's so good. Well, so what what were the injuries? Can I ask one question before you go there? Oh yeah, sure. Where where were you before Bend? Eugene, Oregon. Oh, okay. So you didn't move that. I don't know what the distance is, but you're in the same state. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry. Um, grew up in Eugene. I went to school in Corvallis. Um, actually was a swimmer uh, and I swam all through college and I actually hated running for a really long time. I feel like that's kind of typical sometimes and then you just get into it later. <laughs> yeah. And then people become like super runners. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wait, so where did you go to college? Where did you swim? Uh, Oregon State. Uh, I went to Oregon State too for a couple of years. Ooh. I but, think, but. I think I have a few years on you, Nikki. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. I, I don't think, yeah, but, but yeah, they don't, um, I was there when they were the Pac-10 um, and they now have eliminated their women's swim program. So oh. bummer. Why? I don't know why. Oh, uh, Probably because swimming doesn't really bring on a whole lot of revenue, but 
that's um, obnoxious. Um, but so well, what was swimming competitively like? And how did uh, you get into that? Gosh, you know, I've, I've had a, a long, a long, weird struggle with swimming. Um, I started really young. I started, uh, I don't know, on swim team when I was maybe five. Um, I, I remember very clearly starting. My mom took me to pick my brother up and, uh, from swim practice and they were having free time. And I thought, oh, that's what swim practice is. I want to do that because uh, they were just playing. And, um, and then I, I was tricked because it was not that. And, uh, but I really liked it. Um, I have a really weird relationship with, with my swimming career. I think it took me a lot of really cool places. Like I, I was a, a full ride scholarship athlete. So I got a, you know, a college education without any debt, but, um, I also didn't really get the education I wanted. Um, I was really limited in my, uh, degree choices, um, by my practice times. Um, and. Uh, you know, I put a lot, a lot of time and energy into swimming to, to graduate. And then that was it. Poof, you know, you're just out in the world and where does it go from there? Um, I did really, I did pretty well in my swimming career, but, uh, you know, um, the shoulder injury that I talked about earlier kind of came from swimming with hypermobility. And then I didn't feel like I had a really great education and how to, to stay strong in ways that would have prevented further injury. Um, and then I pursued a, a aggressive, uh, reckless career in whitewater kayaking. Um, yes. Rec recreational career. Um, and, uh, I dislocated my shoulder multiple times, um, and ended up having surgery. Uh, so, um, that was in 2011, I think. And, uh, it was a major, major shoulder repair, like that did everything. It was just destroyed. Um, and the orthopedist warned me they, they wouldn't be able to fix a fix. So, um, it, it went really well for a while. And then I, I broke the fix oh, and man. now, <laughs> now oh, I need placement, but I'm not old enough. So, um, I kind of turned my swimming career into the shoulder injury explanation, but, uh, yeah, I have a, a very, I have mixed feelings about collegiate. Yeah. Well, so what education did you want? What were you hoping for? Oh gosh. I went into college thinking I could maybe be like a photographer or, um, I was really actually interested in sports medicine, but, um, all the photography classes were during practice times. Like none of them were during times when I, I could take a class. And, uh, I came out of high school, like doing AP photography and like, you know, I was like a teacher's assistant and all the photography. I loved photography and that just completely fizzled out. Um, I also, uh, played the, the viola. Okay, cool. In orchestra since about fourth grade. So, nice. uh, but when I got through, uh, into, to high school, the swimming just kind of took over my life and I just, I quit because I just didn't have time for it. Um, so, I mean, just things, you know, those things that you have to lose to be better or pursue something else, which I feel like as an adult, you can make those choices. You can choose to pursue your running because it's what you're getting the most out of. But when you have all these other um, channels 
having input into your life, you know, parents, teachers, coaches, um, you know, you, you kind of get put to where everyone else thinks that you should go to. And maybe I should have stood up a little bit more and chose a different path, but, um, that's hard to do, especially when there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're a kid. Do you, you know? do you regret like focusing just on swimming? That's, that's a hard one. I don't know if I do. I, I have a lot of really good memories, um, mm-hmm. from, from that, but I also have a lot of really negative memories. So, um, you know, sometimes I wonder what I would have done with some of the stuff I wanted, wanted, you know, was interested in if I hadn't had to just go to practice or, um, you know, be out of town for that swim meet, um, or put all that time in. I mean, swimming's a year round sport when it's not short course season, it's long course season. And, um, there's meets every weekend. I mean, you just, you're in it and, um, yeah. So, uh, regrets, I guess it just depends on my mood sometimes. Yeah. That's what landed me in Bend. So, um, you know, after my junior year, uh, I, I did really well and, but I just was so burnt out. I was Mm -hmm. so burnt. I was so sick of people telling me what to do and where to go. Um, and I was tired and I just, you know, the whole scene, I just, I was like, this is, there's gotta be more than this. I'm, I'm just so sick of only looking at the bottom of a pool. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of had some friends that were working for this rafting company over here in Bend. And I, I, I called when, uh, pack tens ended and, um, I got an interview and then I did a phone interview and they, they got back to me and said, they'd like to bring me into the guide school, but they said they really weren't interested in hiring anybody uh, who didn't live in Bend. And I remember standing in my apartment in Corvallis and I just blurted out, I'm well, I'm moving to Bend actually. <laughs> and they were like, Oh, well, when? And I just said tomorrow. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love that okay, well then, yeah, come on over to guide school. So I like shoved my kayak and my bike and every, I had a little Jetta with a, a little, uh, I just shoved it all in there and just, uh, I, um, lived in my car for a while and, um, <laughs> my, my friend's mom's house every once in a while, uh, in my friend's front yard, my, my buddy, uh, Josh, so shout out to him. He won't listen to this, but um, <laughs> for a little bit. Um, and it was really, really fun. I didn't swim one time. Yeah. I went to guide school. I took the whole summer to kayak and raft and just be me. Mm-hmm. Uh, do all of the things that I really just saw a lot of my friends doing, but couldn't ever do. Um, it was a great summer. It uh, was really hard to go back to school. Yeah. I considered not going back, but I was only two terms from graduating. Okay. So I went back and I'll never, my, I walked out on the pool deck for that first practice. My coach had lined up for me to swim with Mark Burnett over the summer, who is a, a, the club coach here in Bend. He's pretty well known. He does a uh, I've, I've heard he's got some pretty brutal distance, um, focus. Mm-hmm. And I was 
terrified of him because I was a sprinter. Uh, and my coach, Larry, just looked at me and said, you know, I talked to Mark. And I just said, yeah, I didn't go. And, <laughs> and he just told me to get in the pool. He was a pretty quiet guy. Um, and he gave me the worst set of my life. But I did it because I hate it when people think I can't do something. Yeah. Um, and I totally barfed. And it was Ooh. a lot. Oh. But I Got out of the pool and I was like, you know, but the people can't see my gesture. So, um, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. pretty sassy. <laughs> yeah. There's some regal, some like, yeah, I, I proved you wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are, uh, but you have to prove people wrong. You know, I did have a very, um, plateau season that senior year and it probably was because I didn't put any work in in the summer and I'm totally okay with that I I came away my senior year just I got out my last race at Pac-10s in my senior year and my dad will tell you I got out of the pool it was a great race took off my cap and my goggles and I threw them in the trash can oh my gosh like bye-bye swimming um and I loaded up my car again and drove back to bend went back to the healing place yeah this time i had a house so oh, good. good great <laughs> yeah so great. then did you just go to guide school over the summer is that what uh, it was a a week of guide school and then a three-day multi-day training trip and then the company i work for runs multi-day whitewater rafting trips so we're on the Rogue and the Salmon and the Owyhee and the John Day. So we're, we're kind of all over the place. And, and it was a weird year where as a first year guide, I did get a lot of work on multi-days. So I was on the water and out of town quite a bit that summer. Um, and then from there on, uh, so the Owyhee starts running in April and, uh, you know, you jump on there in April and you work all the way through September and and you so you were doing friend. the guiding and the kayaking, like that's also when you got into the kayaking. I, I've been, I was kayaking for a long. So uh, my family, the reason I was so interested in rafting was I grew up rafting. My family, okay. that's what for family vacations, and so I kind of started dabbling in kayaking as a kid. Um, but I really kind of went in with two feet um, when I moved over to Bend. Okay, and your parents weren't guides though, were they? No. No. Okay. You just did it as fun. For yeah. Yeah. My dad wrote, we had a boat, my dad rose, but they, they were never um, professional guides. Yeah. What, what did your parents say? Like, I mean, everybody kind of knew you were done with swimming. Like, um, was there any, um, I don't know, any hard feelings about that or, uh, were your parents just like happy to see you? happy move on to things you like yeah, yeah. be happy <laughs> yeah I think I think my my dad was really happy to see me doing um like you know all the outdoorsy fun things that that I was doing and I think my mom was too I think my mom was a little worried <laughs> um you know as as moms would be uh I think she kind of wondered what I was doing I'm not sure what they thought I should <laughs> It didn't really matter at that point. I mean, you needed to do like what you needed to do. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of um, adventure in me. Uh, I just, 
yeah, it was hard for me to look around. Um, like, cause you know, you doing athletics at a, at a higher level, you know, they're the people who are super successful, um, that's their life. And, and I feel like, uh, it can be all consuming. And, and a lot of the girls that I was swimming with, that's that, you know, that it just was everything to them. And, and I always, I feel like I never really pushed past. I, I did well, but I, I never pushed past this point of like the next level because I just did not have that, that passion, that mm-hmm. like all consuming passion. Um, yeah, it was more of a, like, I've done it my whole life. I'm pretty good at it. Everyone says I'm good at it. I should just keep doing it um, sort of thing. And uh, it takes more than that to, to really, you know, you, you have to want it yeah. to get past that point. And I just, I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. And you had to, you had to go swimming your senior year because you signed a contract for like the three, or, you know, for four years. I think I more just was like, I'm so close to having a degree as I should have a degree. Um, and I also, I do have like a pretty strong call to duty. I, um, you know, I had these teammates, I had a roommate, my really, you know, my, my good, she wasn't just my roommate. She was my good friend. And I felt like, you know, if I, that was probably the main reason why I went back, honestly, is, um, I just felt like I owed it to my teammates to, to come back and, and finish. I think it's probably, I mean, you know, that can be really good. It's like, you were definitely really done at the end, but, um, it is nice to finish it. It, you know, you just, you never know like what's going to eat at you more, like not finishing it or (laughs) struggling through like those last two semesters. Yeah. Um, And even if you're not maybe doing the best you've ever done. How did you go from swimming to grafting, guiding to running? Yeah. Um, so I'm really bad at being bad at things. I generally won't do something if I think I'm going to be pretty terrible at it. Uh, and running uh, cross training for swimming, uh, anytime we ran, um, confirmed for me that running was awful and I was really bad at it. So, and the fact that I was so terrible at it made me hate it so much. Um, I mean, it was painful in a way that I just, I mean, I was a sprinter. My best event was like, 50 seconds long and then I could get out and swim for 20 minutes and just cool down and get out and boom, I'm, you know, that, that was my race. So, um, you know, as long as the workouts were for swimming, uh, I just, man, running, that's a, that was just a different kind of pain. Um, <laughs> and I was always last, which always bugged me, you know, I'd just be plodding in the back and it was hot and we were generally doing it in off seasons of summertime. And I just, Ugh, yeah, ugh, God, it, yeah. So I got to bend. Uh, I had a, uh, my roommate initially, she, uh, loved shout out to Ginny Robbins. She probably will listen to this because she is my buddy. Uh, she lives in Teton <laughs> Valley and, um, we were in guide school together. So, uh, she, she ran in, in high school and we actually went to high school together, but we didn't know each other, which is funny. So she kind of suggested maybe I, uh, I do some, some running and I laughed at her. Um, it was probably a couple of years before I actually tried it out. Um, I came to Bend, I became a river guide. I started working at Deschutes Brewery briefly a little bit. I started drinking lots and lots of beer mm-hmm. and, and, uh, hanging out with lots of 
people who like to drink lots of beer and I stopped working out four hours a day and all of a sudden I was like man I should probably find something to do that uh helps me stay in shape and it's not drinking beer <laughs> yeah. and with everybody else for running I mean you are lifting heavy glasses <laughs> right <laughs> and finding, you know it's a fairly physical job but you know it'll catch up to you I remember you know that little there's this little section of the river trail in old outside of old mill and it's like three miles and it's along the river and I remember the first couple times running that I could not, I had to stop every few minutes. I was like tripoding on the trail. I mean, it was sad, um, truly awful. But I, I, in my head, I was like so angry. I was so bad at it that I just kept doing it until I, I remember the first time I ran that three mile loop without stopping, without walking. And it felt like the best day of my life. I think I went and got like a donut and like, treated myself and same thing with the first 5k I ran my friend and I celebrated we drove up to Belknap hot springs we sat in the hot I mean it was like a big deal for me that's <laughs> awesome though yeah. uh, to like go from hating it so much to then I mean yeah it's like even a 5k is like you didn't see yourself going there <laughs> no and, and, then, I, I, yeah. and then you just kept going I mean, how did you, how did you decide to like, keep going and go to longer distances? Um, well, like a switch flipped and, you know, I was like, well, maybe I'll do a 10 K, you know, maybe I'll try, um, the half marathon. The half marathon was a huge one for me. I felt like I, you know, it was better than any, any swim meet I ever did well in actually. It just felt like this cause, cause I, I truly, truly hated running. It was awful. And I just felt like oh my God, I'm enjoying this. And it, it was so freeing and to be not looking at the bottom of a pool, to be doing something that like was so, so good for me mentally and physically. And it just out in the woods, which is where I just really wanted to be, um, uh, was just really cool. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the satisfaction of finishing tough runs is, has far outweighed any race I ever did well in, in, in my swimming career. Um, I think because I wanted it. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to do it. It was from within. I, I put the work in, it was my work. It wasn't, you know, me fighting a coach that was making me do these sets. It was me choosing to go out and, and put the work in. And, and that was very gratifying for me. Yeah. So once I got that feeling, I was like, well, I, I just, I want to keep doing it. And, and, I, I dabbled in triathlon. That was like my first mm. toe in um, kind of more longer endurance sports. So I did a, a half Ironman um, after Isla was born. So she was six months. And we, wow. I, while I was pregnant, I signed up for um, uh, Ironman uh, Victoria up, up in Canada. Mm -hmm. okay. um, my husband was like, you did what? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, no, I don't own a bike. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna figure it out. And, uh, you I know, you have the swimming down. And yeah. at that point, at that point, did you have the running down? You had done uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I had done a half marathon at that point. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. I, I was not swimming, but I had the background. Mm -hmm. um, right. And 
I got this really great uh, cyclocross bike. And uh, so me and like my very heavy steel frame cyclocross bike went up and we, my husband came, he supported me the entire way. We brought Isla, um, little baby, and uh, my really good friend, Blair. Um, she I, I told her that I was gonna do this triathlon. I was like, do you think I'm crazy? I, I just, I want to do it really bad, but I, I don't know what I'm doing. And she'd done, you know, a couple, like an Ironman. And she's like, oh, I'll do it with you. I had this great support, but you know, alas, my shoulder oh. uh, definitely uh, held me back a little bit. And um, I did a couple more at a, like a the Pacific Crest and they're very gear intensive. Yeah, totally. Yeah not enjoy the gear and the, the exchange like it just that all felt very um it you know what happened it started reminding me of swimming oh yeah oh and i'm sure i all of a sudden i was like i don't want to do this anymore yeah yeah okay. you know i could see that yeah yeah and well and you did also have to swim <laughs> which i mean <laughs> the open water is probably was probably a little better maybe for you the bottom of a pool Right, right. Don't laugh at me, but I hate swimming in lakes. Oh, oh really? And and they creep me out. Can't see. Oh, they are creepy. Yeah. Um, well, so it's funny, Erica. I I was on a triathlon team at Oregon State. Oh, yes. And I remember my first like open water swim, which was at nationals in Alabama, and. I had never like really swam in a river. It was a river or, or lake, you know, and it's black. And I just remember having such, like my heart was like beating out of my chest and it's cold. And it's like, it is the creepiest feeling. You feel like something's gonna. So you don't go swimming you. in rivers or lakes? Either one of you ever? I, I, oh, I, I do. Oh, I will swim in a river any day. Uh, I'm very comfortable in the river um the lake thing i don't know where it comes from but i just <laughs> our thing our lakes down in southern minnesota are nasty they're like green they're oh. so gross i don't i mean i will go swimming my mom lives on a big lake so we'll go on the boat and come to it and i'll go tubing or something for skiing wakeboarding but then we go up north my dad has a cabin up north in wisconsin and then we have another one in northern minnesota and the lakes are clear i mean they're dark but they're clear and I love those lakes. Yeah. I'll go swimming in those lakes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nasty lakes. I don't I like think them. it's for me it's like um well like in a lake or something. If you're swimming a big circle mm -hmm. in a lake for a race or something, you just know you're getting really far out. And I don't know, it it can feel I don't know. Sometimes I don't think about it during a race maybe, but it's like I don't know, there's just like I don't know. Then you get like your goggles kicked off like by other people or like elbowed and, and then you're just, you know, I mean, people do have panic attacks out there and I, I know people do struggle during the open water swims. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you did give that up because it reminded you of swimming. And my shoulder. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, I keep forgetting about your shoulder. Well, <laughs> God, that's I know crazy. you don't that's keep forgetting about it. Uh, <laughs> Do you have like limited motion in it or can you bike because it's stationary or is that putting too much pressure? Yeah. So the original, uh, originally I dislocated it 
I, I don't even know how many times. Um, and it, it had come out so many times. It was very, I mean, the upside, it was very easy to get it back in. Oh. Uh, and uh, the, the, the turning point for me, or the, I guess the point where I decided I needed to pursue treatment was I was sitting in the dining room talking to my husband and I um, just kind of had my arm up on the table and I sneezed really hard and my oh. shoulder dislocated. Oh my gosh. He was, oh. he, and, the, and he's a pretty stoic dude, but he was like, you know, maybe you should see someone. <laughs> so I did. Oh um, um, and the orthopedist was in the room with me for 30 seconds and he touched my shoulder one time and he's just stepped away and said, that's the loosest shoulder I've ever felt. Oh, you gosh. Like yesterday. Um, and we took an MRI. He's like, I'm fairly certain if we take an MRI of your shoulder, we're going to see just like catastrophic damage. Um, and that is what happened. I had a, a labrum repair and a rotator cuff repair and a shortened and tightened all my ligaments and re-anchored everything in there. And, and it worked, it, it was actually, uh, it was actually great. Um, it, it was like my, my good shoulder after that, uh, it took a year, probably a solid year before it felt good again, like normal, um, mm -hmm. well, like better than my old normal. And I went back to guiding, uh, I went back to ski patrolling, um, and it was awesome. I had zero pain, uh, for a while and it stayed in place. Um, and then I was up patrolling two, two seasons ago. And uh, all I did was pull on a rope, uh, like something we do every day, just resetting rope lines. And I just yanked on the rope in this weird kind of angle. And I felt this huge pop um, and I heard it too. I just, I was like, oh man. But it was like this really like epic powder day, you guys. I mean, like it was coming down hard and like just puking the best blower. And I just was like, ah, it's probably fine. And um I skied all day <laughs> I, was, I was patrolling but yeah. we were we were in snow checks and then um mm -hmm. at the end of the day I went to try and like hang my gloves on the glove dryer which is up above my head and I couldn't lift my arm over my head oh. um, and it was so painful so I came home and I just was really quiet and my husband just kept you know every once in a while I'd be like what is your are you okay? And I'm, I just, I wanted to be okay so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, you know, I probably just burst into tears and was like, I'm not okay. I, I broke the fix. Oh no. <laughs> and I ended up in urgent care and, and then want so, want. So what's it like <laughs> now? Cause you're not able to get it fixed again. Right. Uh, so, another surgery. So this was, oh. um, a year, a year and a half ago. Um, and since then I've been, I was in PT for probably a solid year of that, um, until work comp, uh, stopped paying for it. And then, um, I had a PRP injections. Uh, so they, they take your blood and they spin it, uh, it's plasma rich platelet, platelet injections. Um, and those were really, truly awful. Uh, they warned me that they were, you know, really painful, not the actual injection, but the aftermath because it inflames your shoulder pretty good and that's what supposedly promotes healing and the um I'm, I'm probably butchering this process anyone listening who knows what the science <laughs> behind it is like ah she's explaining horribly but um 
those were awful and uh they didn't i didn't see a whole lot of gain from them so um that was disappointing but uh basically i've kind of just learned to work around it and i think that the the strength training you know the the pt was definitely helping um it's it and i've been doing it on my own still um so i do a lot of just they're very you know they're like well no one can see me but they're <laughs> like kind of movements that strengthen you know your stabilizer muscles and um I think after a year and a half of it, I just finally was like, okay, this is my new normal. Um, someday I will have a shoulder replacement. This is, I'm just trying to like be as comfortable as I can until that day. Um, and I just need to find new things to do. I just need to, you know, I cannot kayak anymore. I, I, you know, I just had to let go of some things, which was really hard. And one of those things was ski patrolling, um, which that was really tough. So yeah. yeah. Like mentally. Yeah. Walk us through that. What, what was that? What was that like? Be, just because like being such a great athlete and, and then, you know, you're finally in this, these other things that you really love to do and that are your, your job guiding and uh, patrolling and, um, and momming, like how, what is that like having that injury? Uh, well, when I initially re-injured it, it was like true hell <laughs> because I, my son was, um, gosh, how old was he? So he was one. Yeah, he had just turned one. So, you know, I had to lift him. Mm -hmm. There's no avoiding lifting him and yeah. changing the diaper, the move, you know, where you pick their feet up. Um, like yeah. I physically couldn't do it. It was like I physically couldn't make my arm do that. And if I did try to do it, it was incredibly painful. Um, so actually, right after I re-injured it, my husband had this amazing yurt trip planned with his buddies at work. They're going to go out to Three Sisters and and do some backcountry skiing for a few days. And he was, I'm in the sling, and he's like, I can, I can just not go. And I'm like, no. And I was so <laughs> mad at him. I was like, no, you have to go. Like how dare you even suggest you don't go just, you know, um, he was just so looking forward to it. And I was like, he's, are you going to be okay? I'm like, no, but yes, you know, yeah. 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 Awful, but, but I'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, don't you dare think I can't do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he went, it, it, you know, I shout out to my parents because they live in town, um, which is a huge help. Um, yeah. I, some days I think I just, I take, I know I take it for granted, but, uh, they came over and they put up with me being super grumpy, you know, and, and they're there changing Bodie's diapers for me. And I'm all like miserable and mean and, um, yeah. They're anyway. depressed. Yeah. They're they're depressed. Depressed. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I went back to work, but, um, I had to just dispatch. So there, you know, patrol dispatch sit at mid mountain and, and there's this big window and you stare up at the summit on on sun, sunny days. And it's just right there. And it's beautiful. And, you know, everyone's skiing. And that was like the rest of my season. Um, but patrolling, um, for me, you know, the, the skiing was fun. The, the job is fun. Medical is really cool. I've always enjoyed that aspect of the job. Um, I like working really, really hard. I like being outside and working hard and using my body. Um, and so, uh, the job itself was just, uh, 
you know, it was like a lifestyle. It was just so great. Um, but more than anything, just the community of people that are involved in that job are, mm-hmm. are so, so fantastic that some of the coolest people work up there. Um, and I felt like when I had to step away, I was more disappointed that I was losing this community of people than anything. So. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you were like, you weren't let go. You just no. couldn't do it anymore. They tried everything to accommodate and, and to get me to come back. You know, it was like, well, you can do this and, and, and you don't have to run a toboggan because running a toboggan, you know, you're in front, you're, you hold the handles. I'm doing it again. No one can see me. Uh, mm-hmm. Your arm behind you and you're holding weight. And, and that motion, like even just me doing it without anything in my hand, even just moving my arm back that way, like I can't do it. Yeah. So, you know, they're like, well, you don't have to run toboggans. That's okay. You can give it to someone else. But to, and, and then also just the physicality of uh, uh, we, we shovel snow like an unbelievable amount. <laughs> we just, we're always shoveling snow and, and moving heavy things and, and uh, um, you know, even just skiing. You know, what if I fell? And, and um, you know, I just I was super uh, uncomfortable being in a situation, putting them in a situation where like, what if I'm the only one? at Northwest Top that can respond to this call, but I can't help the person when I get there. And that just completely made me feel like, a, you know, I can't, I just can't do it. Like, right, yeah. well then you feel like you're putting someone else's life in yeah. your hands and you can't do anything about it. Right, so I, I felt really wrong trying to go back. It felt selfish. I was like, okay, Erica, you know, you, you, <laughs> you let go of kayaking in your brain. Um, maybe you just need to let go of ski patrolling too and, and find something else. Enter foot zone, which I don't think anyone there really is aware of how much they mean to me and how much they like picked up off the ground. Cause I walked in there after I had made the decision to not go back to patrol. And I, I was like, literally just, in this days of like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and, uh, I walked in and it was um, Allie. And, you know, she's just so nice. And I walk in, she's always like, oh, hey, Erica, you know, or, or she didn't know my name, actually. She was like, oh, hey, you know, I'm in there all the time. We're chatting. And I just blurted out, do you guys hire people? <laughs> and it's one of those moments where you're like, did I just say that? <laughs> like, someone says, um, here, are, like, here, here's your bags. And you say, you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work now. Do you hire people? And she looked at me like, and, and I, I'll, I'll forever be grateful. Cause she took it and she took, she was like, yeah, we hire all sorts of people. You know? <laughs> I was, oh my God. And I was like, you know, I, I, I can't be full time, but I would love to just, this seems like a really cool place to work <laughs> yep uh, man she I guess when I what the story they told me is when I left um they were like oh you know we gotta we gotta figure out her email and email her this this job we're gonna have open um so they like found me through the mom's group Nikki yeah uh, no I think I uh oh gosh shoot what do, I, what do I remember about that <laughs> I feel like I knew your name so I gave yeah. them your name yeah. Um, and they emailed me this job opening, which was like 
for the backroom uh, bookkeeping uh, assistant. And it was totally not anything that I would be good at or, <laughs> um, and I interviewed with Sarah and she, she straight up was like, you seem like a really nice person, but you seem like you'd be happier working on the floor with people. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> and so she put me through to Colleen and Megan and then they, or they put me through to Teague and um, yeah, and they just, Teague called me and was like, Hey, do you want to come? Do you want to come work at Footzone? I was like, yes. <laughs> and, um, and when I did, you know, everyone there, I, I was like, yay, I found my, I found people. I found my people again. Like, I didn't know. I, I just, I, it was really cool. So, um, yeah, that's, that's that random story. Right. Yeah. No, I, it is such an encouraging, like supportive environment there. I mean, I have felt I like I have found a home there too and that I needed. And so I love that you're there too. Yay. <laughs> oh, you were going to say something, Steph. You can go. I was just going to say, it's nice when you're working with like, like-minded people, like mm -hmm. either if it's on ski patrol or guiding or foot zone, it's always nice. Yeah. Um, so then how did you get into ultras? You said you went to a half marathon, but then how did you keep going further or when did you start going? To the I started doing some other running just on my own, um, up you know, in the mountains and I really enjoyed it. And I just found myself randomly going out and, and running, you know, 16, 20 miles and, and, and it felt really good. And, and I really loved it. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, I remember hiking in the green lakes and seeing people running it and thinking they were insane. Mm -hmm. um, also um, it taking forever, like green lakes seemed like a, this huge all day adventure to me at one point. Um, and I started realizing, wow, when you're, when you're running in the mountains, you can see so much. You can just mm -hmm. get up there and um, it, it's like a few hours of your day. And, and, but you can see just this incredible amount of awesome, you know, mountains and rivers. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so um, all of a sudden I was like, well, you know, I kind of need a new goal. Um, I was uh, pregnant with my son Bodhi and I kind of had this fear of um, just this down downslide of my my fitness, just uh, injury and and uh, lifestyle, and not not having the physical jobs anymore. Because at this at this point, I, I still work for the rafting company, but I'm I'm mostly in the office. So I do a lot of uh, reservations and and like operations and um, just kind of office stuff, uh, <laughs> and then guest appearances on on raft trips like I'm launching on Sunday uh to work a four-day rogue trip so that'll be really cool I'm nervous because of my shoulder but um I think I think it's gonna be good I, I signed up for the flagline 50k um and I think it was called like Under Armour Mountain Run something I don't know but I didn't really know what I was getting into. I just was like, oh, I'm, I need a new goal. I can't do triathlon anymore. So I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to try this. I'm going to run really far. Um, and I had found myself when I was doing the triathlon, really enjoying the running aspect of it more than anything. So, um, which I mean, says a lot if you're in a triathlon and you enjoy the running, cause that's the last part. And that's always the hardest. <laughs> I always felt relieved. I was like, yeah. cause I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm a really bad biker. I, I'm like afraid of bikes. I'm afraid of lakes and bikes. Good thing I'm just <laughs> that one. Um, no, I, I, I just, 
I'm slow and I just, I don't, I've, I've never really liked speed sports. So I, I just, I'm not, you know, just, I'm breaking on the downhill and I'm, I'm just uncomfortable on the bike. So I, I get to the run. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I know, but your legs are, yeah. And I, I mean, I feel the same way, but it's like your legs feel so heavy after you've already been, you know, doing all that. But uh, so you don't like speed sports, but you were a skier for a long time. That's pretty speedy, right? Yeah. But if you, if you fall down on a powder day, you just kind of go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we just have the ice crystals here because we don't get enough snow to, we just use the machines. So it's just like ice. It's awful. Yeah. I, I'm making it sound like at Bachelor we have these glorious powder days and, and we do, but um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I'm not a very fast skier. Anyone who has skied with me would, would, would laugh um, if, if I said I was fast. I'm, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, 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 can, I can get around. That's like a whole nother um, aspect of ski patrolling. Uh, like I could go on a whole nother tangent of how it taught me um, to be humble. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, but so back to the ultra, how did you get into that? Yeah, so uh, I just, I just, it was kind of like the the Iron Man. I just kind of signed up and and um, you know did my own little research and and kind of read some stuff online and and then I just started running really far. That race was super super. I I had a great time. It was really fun. Um, there was like three miles where I wanted to die. Um, it was about mile twenty three through twenty seven. I would say. <laughs> Yep, not that about I, right. Typical. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it was truly awful. Um, I just, I think my nutrition was just really terrible. I, mm -hmm. I have, I get kind of nauseous. Um, and then once I hit that point, I, I think it's pretty common now that I've run more than one. Um, <laughs> looking back, I know it was the that. Um, I just have a really hard time eating um, during long runs at, after a certain point, and. Um, yeah, so I remember getting up to the, it was a long climb, and I got up to, I was definitely in a pain cave, I was almost in tears, I, I didn't know why, I was really, I was like, why am I doing this, my family's at home, I've spent all these hours out training, it's so stupid, it's so selfish, you know, all of that negative self-talk, like, mm -hmm. what, you know, what is this all for, it doesn't even matter, um, like there, I could be warm, it was really cold, I was like, I could be warm, and like drinking coffee with my family, just on and on and on and on and on. I got to the top of the hill and, and Nikki, you know, super Dave. Oh yes. Yes. So he was at an aid station and I walk up and, and he's so happy and he's so positive. And he, I'm like, he, he's just like, how are you doing? You know? And I was like, I'm doing terrible. You know, but this is really hard. And he's like, well, have you had potato chips? <laughs> and I was like, that sounds really bad. And he's like, eat these potato chips right now. And I ate them. And then I ate some more potato chips and all of a sudden I was like, man, I think I can finish this. And I started running again. And, and then like a couple miles later, I was like, thanks, Super Dave, you know, <laughs> <laughs> potato chips. I had never even considered eating a potato chip. Um, yeah. You probably needed some salt. Yeah. <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, wow, Erica, yeah, you needed salt. Uh, not just like a bladder of water and, and a gel so right um, I bring pickles on all of my long runs oh man you do I do 
I love pickles. We always have little cups of pickles at our agency. Yes. And and then there was like this period of time where I, I couldn't go on a long run without a bag of potato chips in my hydration pack because <laughs> I was so afraid of of that feeling again. And luckily I've actually not experienced it in that to that degree since then. Uh, probably because I look better at eating it during my runs now. But um yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. After that one, you know, it, it, I think you guys can probably relate to this, but um, when you finish and you're like, that was awful, I kind of want to do it again. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know, but. <laughs> I mean, like at the finish line, did you feel good and like, wow, I just did that? Like, whoever would have thought that I would have run a 50K? Were you able to? reset those negative thoughts and end on like a, a good note oh yeah I reset them running with the potato chips right, um, right. It, it it was like yeah um I finished um it actually started and ended at Mount Bachelor West Village um and it was right outside the patrol room so I had all this is back when I was still patrolling um all a bunch of my uh, patroller friends were up there working and uh, you know it wasn't snowing but but they're year-round at bike park um, and they all came out to watch me finish which was really cool and my husband was up there with um, Isla and uh, Bodie and uh, my in-laws actually made an appearance too um, and they brought my dog and (laughs) so that was so fun Uh, I mean I think you guys can relate to this too Um, like as soon as you see your kids and and they're just they're so excited to see you and they're so they're like so proud of you they don't know why but they're just like mommy looks really happy you know and then they're happy and and uh and then you're like oh okay i'll i'll run 30 miles again for you guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> the best feeling at the end it is. i mean yeah. even just like a normal long run yeah when they come and they normally like run down the driveway to give me a hug yeah and so um so Erica, you just ran Elkhorn Crest 50K, which mm-hmm. I ran. And mm-hmm. so we ran like about, I don't know, you'd say maybe 10 miles together, like the first 10-ish miles. Yeah, you, you dropped me on that climb, Nikki. <laughs> Sorry. Gas, no, no, you had gas in your tank. You were like, it was awesome. Um, I was uh, like, I got to hold on to this while I can. She's got her mountain legs now. Okay. Yeah, no, you had to. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Eight or 10 right in there. Um, yeah. And so, um, was that, was Elkhorn Crest, was this your third ultra? Or it was, yeah, it was my third like official race. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've done some runs, like I've run, um, the Rogue River Trail, um, hmm. which is like 40 miles down along the Rogue River. Yeah. Um, but, but like, it's different when you're not in a race, you know, like you stop, you take pictures, you, you stop and sit down and eat snacks. And like, it, it's more of a, you know, uh, it, yeah, it's adventure different. run. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I've done several other long, long runs, um, similar distances, but that, yeah, this is my third, that was my third, uh, like official race. Yeah. And so I guess I'm kind of wondering like how running and training looks these days and and like how the this race was for you um because I just know we you and I both kind of went into it like with just kind of some 
mom anxieties and mom guilt. And I know, um, cause I know like Dash was sad that he wasn't at the finish line. You had said Isla was pretty bummed that she couldn't be there like cheering you on because of no spectators and all that. Like what, yeah. what is running and training like these days? What was the race like? How are you doing this being a mom? That's yeah. a lot of questions. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I think I know what you're trying to get, go for there. Um, yeah, it, uh, it was, it's been so interesting, um, and weird. So going into it, originally I had signed up for the Ochico, uh, 50 K, which is local. And I just, you know, I was like, Oh, that's a, that's a beautiful local race. I don't, I can sleep in my bed. I can get up early and go to it. My uh, family can meet me there, you know, six hours later and, uh, that'll work out great. Um, uh, and then, you know, enter COVID really into my husband's a nurse. So, you know, he was, it was pretty stressful, um, kind of sending him off to the trenches, so to speak, you know, like we just weren't sure what was going to happen. You know, they, they, I think central Oregon did a pretty good job preparing people for, um, speaking of the devil, he's coming home right now, um, preparing <laughs> people for, uh, the worst initially he actually worked less than he would have um, on his typical shifts because they were sending nurses home uh, to avoid, you know, more exposure. He was around more. Uh, foot zone, you know, obviously closed. Um, Oozel, my, the rafting company I work for, uh, was not, you know, usually in March, April, we start this, you know, um, kind of pre-season, you know, it, we're actually kind of busy and they, they just, everything stopped. Um, and I was just home and daycares, you know, stopped. And, but with all that being said, uh, I, I had this, these opportunities to go running and I did, and I ran a lot. I ran more than ever. <laughs> uh, and Ochoco was, you know, coming, coming, coming. And I was, I just, with confidence built to the point where all of a sudden it was canceled. And I was like ready to taper pretty much. It was like a week off from tapering and uh, when they canceled it. And my thought, you know, when they canceled it, they gave us that option to, you know, sign up for something else. Looked at the Elkhorn and I just, you know, I've been in that area before and I was like, oh, I, you know, that looks really pretty. I'll do that one. Uh, no, no research. No, no, I just was like, oh yeah, yeah cool. Sumter. I think I know where that is. <laughs> Uh -huh. um, so, and, and my husband was sitting right next to me and I said, what about this Elkhorn one? It's right outside Anthony Lake. You know, we love it over there. And he's like, oh yeah, let's take the kids. We can camp and it'll be really, it'll, you know, it'll be cool. So, um, I was like, all right. And, um, and then I don't know why you guys, I don't know why I did this, but, um, I just, I worked so hard for those miles. I just held on to that volume for two more months and wow. it, it destroyed me. I, I was telling Nikki at the start of the race, I was like, she's like, you, you were so peppy. You were, you were <laughs> I, I love, I love, I mean, I, that's, I don't like that word at all, but you, you just, you're always so like, you're always smiling. You're always, you know, even when you're like, oh yeah, I'm so tired. You're, you're like, <laughs> and, and, and that's great because, um, I just, I remember seeing you and you were just like, well, I'm here. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm so 
tired. Like my legs feel so heavy. And and in the last few weeks, my runs have all felt really, really hard. And I just remember going, you know, I had all these thoughts of not doing it. I had, I was trying to make excuses for myself. You know, I was trying to talk myself out of it. You know, Eric, no one's going to blame you if you bail. You know, it's really inconvenient. They're making, you know, and it just got harder, right, Nikki? Right. No spectators. Now you can't camp with your family there. Now you have to find different camping. Now you can't, you know, and, and each email I was like, I shouldn't do this. I just shouldn't do it. I need to just not do it. And, but I just never pulled the trigger on Bailey. Um, and, and finally, you know, it came down to it and we were getting ready to drive. And I was like, Hey, I guess I'm doing it. Um, I guess what it looked like at home was, um, me running a lot. And that was like pretty much all I was doing for myself and the kids, you know, just trying to, to make sure they were entertained and, and, and not sad because they couldn't see their friends. And, um, uh, you know, all the, all those mom, mom things, but, um, Isla, um, you know, before I left for the race, uh, we were camping up at Anthony Lake and I had to drive an hour down into Sumter and I can't, I ended up camping by myself at the start, which was really weird. Um, for some reason it was just really weirded me out. Uh, so I got there and I had this like, kind of like anxiety, um, the night before, uh, and the community, you know, the ultra running community is just so amazing. Uh, everybody is just so but that's why I think another reason why I love it is everyone just is so positive and lifts each other up. We, we can all relate to each other, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see someone struggling on the trail and you've been there, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we're all, you know, I think everybody felt it. It was like kind of this weird buzz of like, this is weird. You know, we're all walking around with our buffs on and stepping yeah. away, you know, from each other and awkwardly sidestepping around in the bathrooms and, it just, it was just bizarre. Um, uh, you know, as I was packing up the truck to go, Isla, my daughter, she, she brought me a feather and she gave it to me and she, she had a feather in her hat while we were camping. And, and she was saying she was Robin Hood and she had this feather in her hat and she brought me a feather and she was like, here, mom, here's a feather for your hat for your race tomorrow. Um, and she was really sad. She couldn't be there. Um, and I told her I would wear the feather in my hat for the race. So I had this feather in my hat and, and, um, this is totally a tangent, sorry, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> it's so it's cute. Really cute. <laughs> keep rolling. Um, so as I'm racing, I have this feather in my hat and I get to an aid station and this guy comes up with a feather, this other runner. And he's like, Hey, um, I heard that your daughter gave you a feather for your hat. And I saw this feather and I thought you might want another feather for your hat. And I, I was like, what? So I put it in my hat and then, um, I was like, thank you. And then as I'm running further on, like 10 more miles into the race, this other runner comes up and at an aid station and has another feather for me. And they're like, you better be careful because during, you know, when you keep racing, you're going to be like the feather hat girl. And um, so I have like all these little feathers in my hat from these people being like, you know, these other racers that have like heard like, you know, oh, your daughter couldn't be there. And and it was really neat. Um, It was cool. sweet. But yeah, the, the, it it was bizarre to be camping alone, knowing my family was up, you know, I was wondering, you know, I hope, of course, you know, Justin's an amazing father and I had no worries with, you know, the logistics of 
you know, that it just was like all we had some friends that had come to meet us at Anthony Lake to camp and they were all up there and, um, you know, they're friends that don't live in Bend. So we haven't seen them and, you know, we only see them a few times a year. So that added a whole nother element of like, maybe I should be with my friends, um, you know, so. It's just so hard. It's hard yeah. to take all of that time and it is. go, you're the only one that's going away. Yeah. For Especially much when they're not going to be there to watch you or see yeah. you or yeah. support it at all. Yeah. Yeah. But you ended up doing great. There were times where I thought of you and I was like, you know, some of those killer hills where like 24 minute mile. And I'm like, this would be a really hard race to come into it with tired legs. <laughs> like <laughs> from, you know. I feel like we both had like, cause I should, so yeah, at the start you were like, man, I don't feel prepared. ready. Mm -mm. Um, and I was like, I feel like I've run myself into the ground. And we were both just like, what's going to happen? We don't know. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, it, it, uh, I, d I definitely could have used some more, probably some more tapering. I think um, I came, I went into foot zone like uh, maybe 10 days before the race and I was buying some nutrition and I ran into Colton. And I just real quick was like, Hey, Colton, do you have any last minute advice for, you know, for me? Um, I'm feeling tired and, uh, you know, I've never really run a race when it's a hot race. I've, I've never run a hot race. I've always run cold races. So it was supposed to be like in the eighties and I was freaking out, you know, like I hate running when it's hot out still like yeah. that feeling comes back. I'm, you know, yes, <laughs> like, this is awful. So, um, and he, He's like, well, what do you, what does your running look like now? I'm like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I've got a 10 miler run on Friday. And he's like, do not do that. Don't do that. Why would you do that? And I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know. I'm just freaking out. I haven't done enough. And he's like, you just need to stop. Yeah. Stop it, Erica. And, yeah. and Simmer. <laughs> we're down. Take some salt. Yeah. That was kind of the moment where I was like, oh my God. I think uh, the, the COVID was definitely. A, a large factor in, uh, I, I call it like stress running, you know, mm -hmm. where you're just like, I got to blow off whatever I'm feeling. And, and this is like the quickest, easiest way to just, yeah. Anyway, maybe yeah. 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 You, you did it. You made it there. You did not talk yourself out of doing it, which is huge. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing is just getting there. Right. And then, and then did you enjoy it? I did. Um, Good. a lot. Yeah. The first 14 miles were, really really hard um so 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 challenging <laughs> uh and that climb that i know we're talking about the same one um like you know it it made me question why i run at all um and i remember having this panic moment where i was like well i told justin that if i was not back up at camp by 8 p.m or, or you know right around there that he should worry about me and i was looking at my 26 minute mile and I was like I'm not gonna make it I'm gonna <laughs> out here until dark no wonder they wanted us to bring headlamps like that was my thought like mm -hmm. is the whole race like but I'm like no Erica at some point you're gonna reach the top and then you have to come down which turns out was almost more awful than going up so downhill's hard um, mm -hmm. downhill's so hard yeah um, 
your quads are just breaking. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. I wanted to break. I wanted to run it uh, seven hours. Um, that was an unrealistic goal uh, because I did not study the, prof the elevation profile very closely. Um, I knew there was a big climb, but I, I didn't. I've never run that steep downhill. Um, run, right? You're not running <laughs> right. it. You're like <laughs> trying not to fall. <laughs> yes, painfully <laughs> sidestepping and your like quads are shaking because yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up just breaking eight hours, um, which was fine. Actually, was fine with it. But part of oh, me yeah. was like, the, you know, the competitive side of me was like, oh, how, you know, but that's okay. Honestly, yeah, yeah, it was really, it was really hard. And um, one thing I actually learned afterwards was um, Chase was like, like he just solidified the fact that this was like a really brutal course and so and and that it is at high elevation it is a mountainous ultra and he he was like i think that was actually your first real like real mountain ultra and i was like oh so you should feel you know similar you know like i mean not of yourself yes exactly <laughs> like it was early you did it you know and you did and it I'm well. so jealous that you both got to run a race. Yeah. Oh, I'm still canceled. That was the other thing uh, Colton said to me, actually, that, that uh, stuck in my brain was um, he said, hey, you know, in the end, you should just feel lucky. You're one of like only maybe 200 people who are getting to run an actual race this summer. And I was like, okay. I should do it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like there's so many people who wish that they, you know, they could run a race. Um, yeah. and, and are missing out on that experience. It's like a big part of our lives and yeah. Right. Like right over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this person. Oh, yes. This person right here. I'm yeah. sorry. No, yeah. okay. so, I know. I totally uh, thought of that too during, during the race, like, okay, you know, but I, and also once you topped out, I mean, how phenomenal was that ridgeline? Like oh. that unbelievable as as tired as i was and as frustrated as i was that i couldn't crank it up past like a 12 minute mile even oh, yeah. off the flat i was oh like, i know i have one gear and this is it this is what i'm gonna okay this is this is me like plotting to the finish um oh, yeah. and it I, was hot that day it was so it was for it I, was hot. for me for me it was hot yeah <laughs> I, i'm I not it, was it 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 was warm though for sure at that especially, especially on that and then when you dropped down and yeah. it was like that two track dust, uh, and yeah, it was, it was, that was hot. Yeah. Uh, and, but I mean, who knew, I mean, I, I guess I did know, but like, I just kept looking around and being thinking this is in Oregon, like how, and, and why haven't I been here before? And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just, it was so beautiful. And, and it's like coming back to that feeling of um, realizing that you could see so much when you're running um, ultra distances. Like, you know, that's a backpacking trip people take four days to do, you know, um, and, and we're seeing it in a, in a matter of uh, a, you know, hours a day. So um, I did have a thought where I was like, I should have signed up for the 50 miler. Uh, and then like, I think probably shortly after you, you dropped me, Nikki, um, <laughs> I was like, nope, 
definitely would not have been a great choice. Oh my <laughs> gosh. No, 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 no. I was, I was so happy. I had not signed up for that 50 miler. Yeah. I'm really glad I didn't go for it on the, the Elkhorn. Cause that would have been, I think probably a disaster. Yeah. I'm sure well, you would have been good. It just would have been an extra, a lot in this season of already a lot. Yeah. Feelings yeah. and anxieties and, you know, just, just, it was just hard going into a 50k even. Yeah. So um, I did put my name in for run the rock and I, I just, I got in. So, um, I guess I'm doing another 50k in November, which cool. I have some mixed feelings about right now. <laughs> I think that'll be great. You've got plenty of time. And so, yeah, that's good. Is your shoulder okay running? all of these miles? So it wasn't for a long time. And that was part of why it was so devastating to me is um, uh, it actually was really painful to run. Um, even when I was cleared to go back to running, um, mm. it hurt really bad to do it. And the more mileage I did, the more it hurt, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, just that motion, holding it and that mm. motion, um, I can still, you know, it's still every once in a while, um, well, I feel it all the time, but uh, every once in a while after a long run, it's pretty, pretty painful. Um, but it's, yeah, normal, normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious because you have been like so in, like really in uh, three kind of really unique communities, like the rafting, like the river rats, the river people <laughs> and the ski patrollers and, and then ultra running and like just our running bend running community. What is the difference between those communities or like, and I guess, cause a lot of us, like I, you know, pretty much, I have like some friends that have been in the river. Like I, I knew some, um, like national geographic explorers, like Jesse Coombs, who, uh, kayaked off a huge waterfall and you know like I have like a little experience with that but mostly I'm just in the ultra running world so I'm just curious what are the differences um there's more similarities than differences um I think I think that uh a lot of those you know those folks that really dive in and, and get kind of you know um just submerged in that sort of a lifestyle all have a lot of uh, common traits and, and uh, characteristics. I think I'm attracted to those kind of things because I just, I've been on a team my whole life and, and you, can't, you can't be a ski patroller without a team. You have to be a team. Um, you go through a lot together, uh, same with rafting. I mean, um, and it's, it's that closeness through um, experience and, you know, with, with patrol, you know, you're, you're, you're up there, your, your lives are literally in each other's hands. I mean, we're handling explosives. We're, you know, doing snow checks and putting, putting ourselves in danger to, to, you know, uh, assure safety or, or, um, you know, try to assure safety for the public. And, um, you know, we're, we're going on calls together where people are really injured. We're going on calls where people die. Um, and, and you're experiencing that, together and when you go through stuff like that together it it just brings a certain kind of closeness um so so leaving something like that is tough because it's hard to imagine finding it somewhere else 
like you don't have that in a nine to five office job. You're sitting at a computer and um, you know, it's not, and I'm not saying that like in a negative light to anyone doing any sort of a job. I just, it, it's once you experience that, that closeness, um, you know, rafting, you're living, you're living with these people They're, you know, night and day, um, you know, sometimes there are really serious situations on the river where, you know, we have to work through it together. And um, that, that's just, uh, you know, once, once you're there, uh, it's, it's just hard to picture um, doing something without that. Uh, and, 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 but, you know, you have to, but that's just not a common trait in a job, in a career. So, um, you know, I've had people tell me I should go into nursing. I've had people tell me I need to look for it in these other places. But um, honestly, like the, the running community uh, weirdly has, has brought that. I mean, it's true. We're all suffering out there. I mean, let's be honest, ultra running is suffering. I mean, mm -hmm. it's yeah. fun, but it's, it's enjoying, hard. embracing it the suck. I mean, mm -hmm. you are, you're just, uh, uh, so I feel like that's kind of where I found that in a different way. Um, and, and just being at foot zone with people who also en enjoy that aspect. Um, uh, no, I, like I a, love, I love that. Like how you really go through life with those people that you're around. I think that's really awesome. Um, and I could just, I can, I can feel that like from you, you know, just that like closeness and community and, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yes, if you're looking for, um, I, I have found that ski patrol commonalities, ski patrollers really like, um, you know, we enjoy a good beer, uh, so, so do, so do rafting guides, mm -hmm. believe it or not. Um, so do ultra runners. <laughs> so do ultra runners. Uh, so, you know, I think there's just like, and, and, and what, what that really means to me are, are people who, you know, you get done with work at the end of the day and, and you just want to like keep spending time with each other. I mean, and that's, that's the neat thing about, um, that I got out of patrol and guiding and, and running is, is you just spent eight hours together you know, suffering, you know, whether we're digging out, you know, rope lines and endless rhyme, or we're, um, you know, slogging through a windy day on the river, or we're running down uh, up straight, we're, we're hiking straight up, um, you know, miles of really difficult trail. Um, at the end of the day, you finish and, and you just want to sit down together and keep hanging out. And I yeah. think that, um, you know, those are the type of people that that I like to be around and, um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think that, yeah, that's cool. And so, okay. But does that, does that change or like your sense of camaraderie, does that change once, did it change once you became a mom and like you also had other like schedules and obligations to, you know, like, I wonder what it's like being a rafting guide and being gone for several days uh I don't know just how has it changed for you yeah it's tough um it's I I have to be honest I haven't been guiding since I had Isla um, I I've gotten out on like maybe two trips a summer um since becoming a mom um and that that's been 
that's been hard. Uh, got, rafting is something I've done my entire life, pretty much. So, um, you know, trying to, to take a step back from that has, has definitely been um, uh, a big change. But at the same time, um, guiding is is really exhausting. Um, people are 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 challenging, um, and you know, you get. I I think that um, I've come to a point with with guiding where I I really enjoy it. I in my mind, I'm like, oh, it would be so great to keep doing it. Uh, but at the same time, I know that I would probably be sick of it. Um, if I was doing it full time still, uh, you know, it's, it's, a it's hard. It's challenge. It's physically challenging. Um, I really like sleep and, and you just don't get a lot of sleep. And, uh, yeah, uh, turns out you don't get a lot of sleep momming either. So there's <laughs> that. Um, and you know, and, and the kids having the kids at home and Justin home, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to make it harder on him uh, on Justin by being gone I feel like you know that's making it so much more challenging for him and and um uh and the kids you know it's like especially this year it, it's been so weird right like Isla's wearing a mask to her daycare right now like how weird is that she mm -hmm. thinks it's kind of fun, luckily, but um, yeah. it's got to be weird. And and Bodhi just started at daycare, and all his teachers are wearing masks, and that's weird. I mean, he's two. He's like, you know, I can't see them smiling at me, and and yeah. it's just uh, it's bizarre. So um, this year in particular, you know, I did have an opportunity to work. I could have worked. Um, I you know this I could have been gone for most of August. Um, we were so short on guides this year. But uh, it just with between um, Justin's schedule and my parents and, um, you know, it just, I, I kind of chose not to. Uh, and it felt weird. It felt weird to have the option to go do this thing I love to do uh, mm -hmm. and, and turn it down. Um, yeah. But um, I am doing this one trip coming up and that I, I had to talk myself into it. Um, I know once I'm there, I'll have fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's but, hard to uh, leave your kids too, like you were talking about with the race. So, yes, and you know what was really interesting, actually, Justin just got back last night, and um, he, what what's, was really interesting about him being gone for four days is, um, you know, that doesn't happen very often at all. Uh, if he's gone, it's usually just for overnight, and we used to be away from each other all the time. Like, when we were guiding, he'd be in Idaho, I'd be, you know, on the road. We just, we, it, that's just, that was our lifestyle, so. Um, I'm, you know, I'm used to it for a long time. Um, it was kind of fun sometimes just to be able to like have the house to myself and do what I want. Of course, I can't do that now because of the kids. Mm -hmm. but, um, uh, but now like, so he's been gone and all of a sudden, like a day into it, I, I'm just so weirded out that he's like not in the bed. Like, yeah. even though he gets home, he gets home late. Um, his schedule is, you know. I still know he's coming home and I wake up and he's there and, and like, it was just so bizarre and I, I didn't like it at all. I, I like, and then I'm like, Oh, I used to be this independent woman who just, you know, and now I'm like, <laughs> I think where I, is we get I, soft. Yeah. We do. I don't sleep nearly as well if he's not in the bed. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. So that was really interesting. So like three days into it, I'm like, oh God, you know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like this at all. You just love them uh, so much. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I totally can relate to that though. And yeah, yeah that, that is, that doesn't happen very often like for us either, but when it does, it is just kind of bizarre. And yeah. 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 If anything, I'm the one like gallivanting around. I feel like I've taken a few trips, you know, and yeah. I'm gone and, and he stays behind and, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, that's good though. I mean, uh, the time I've taken away, I don't regret any of it. Um, it always takes me, you know, until I'm actually there to, to, to be like, okay. And, and, and then I'm, you know, enjoying it, but, um, yeah, it's hard to step out. I mean, Nikki, you and I were the, for the first few miles of that race. I feel like we were talking about that with, you know, leaving the, the, the kids and, and sleeping the night before the lack of sleep, mm -hmm. uh, just the anxiety of, you know, um, you know, they're going to be okay, but will they be okay? And you yeah. hope they're okay. And like, they're what just if they're always in your mind? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and, yeah. And overall, I mean, it usually turns out that it's good that we do these things for ourselves, <laughs> right? And like, just like you're saying, like you enjoy it once you're there on a rafting trip or a run or whatever, but. Yeah, it's, it's pretty rare that I've taken, it's rare I take time for myself, but it's pretty rare that I take time for myself and, and it's not for the better. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. And yeah. Yep. Well said. Yeah. Okay. So Erica, <laughs> before we let you go, cause I'm sure we, you have to get on with your day at some point, but um, in my pajamas and my kids are at school. <laughs> that is so and cool. You can spend time with, you said his name is Justin. Justin. Yep. Justin. He's projecting. Oh. He likes project. Ooh, yeah. So does Aaron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Before we let you go, we always ask our guests two questions. Okay. First, what is your favorite race you've ever done? Oh, you know, that Elkhorn, uh, was like topped the charge charts by a long shot. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah. And so then good. the second question is what is your favorite meal that you like to make with your family or eat? Ooh. Um, I was thinking about that last night uh, after I got your email, Nikki. Um, I really enjoy uh, the, so you, that cookbook, Run Fast, Cook Fast, Eat Slow. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, um, the Turkey Trot Meatballs. Oh, I haven't made those yet. You should. They're delicious. And um, they're good like on salads. I like to make just a ton of them. They're good on salads. They're good mm -hmm. on pasta. They're good. I mean, there's just like so many delicious ways to eat them. And then, um, and my kids love them too. So that's another reason why, you know, they're like yes. healthy and my kids will eat them. So, um, that's always I the love best. Those. And then the, uh, marathon lasagna, it has like mashed sweet potatoes in it. Ooh. It's, it's so good. Um, yeah. I make it very often because I'm a pretty lazy chef. Um, I don't like even, even though this is an abbreviated recipe, I still am like, ah, it's too much work. So when I have time, <laughs> When I have time, I, um, I like to make the, the marathon lasagna. Cool. Yeah, okay. 
Okay. We'll link to that book because that is a good cookbook. I love that one myself. I love it. Yeah. It's, um, gosh, you know, every mom would say this, but if I had more time, I would (laughs) just, I I like cooking. I just, I, uh, yeah, I need time. Yeah, for sure. And not kids pulling at you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I enjoy it too, but, but then I also don't because life is crazy. I know. It's, I know. it's like, if I had like a really nice uh, kitchen and a, an island and I like being able to like have a glass of wine and be like yeah. chopping lazily, like have enough time where you're not like rushing everything into yeah. the oven. And it never looks like that. Does it? No, I know. No. Although Joanna has been really getting into helping me cook. And so oh, I'll cool. chop like sweet potatoes and then I push them over and she picks them up and puts them on the tray or oh, I'll yeah. do like potatoes or whatever yeah. I do. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. so good. It's fun. But then Amelia wants up too. So. Oh yeah. Yep. Kids helped me make pancakes this morning and mm-hmm. it mostly was like them arguing and screaming and spilling things and then like being it's banned from the kitchen. So yeah, totally. So uh-huh. stressful. Yeah. Like, all right, we're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elderflower syrup. Uh, yeah. the, like last week. Um, yeah. because it's like grows wild around here and, um, we used to drink it. We like, uh, Chase and I worked on a organic dairy farm for a couple weeks in France during our honeymoon. It's random. I know, but it was great. Anyway, we had it there. And so I was trying to recreate it and, but like Dash wanted to help, but it's like syrup. It's, I mean, you know, it's like sugar water and it's mm-hmm. like, oh gosh, it was a mess. So it was a sticky mess. Um, and, and like the flowers are gone. <laughs> like they're gone. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. I was like running around. I was like hunting and gathering on my runs to like find the flowers because awesome. they were, yeah, I know it was actually pretty fun. I felt very, um, just kind of you know, woodsy woman or something. Like a wild woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, thank Erica, you so much. It was yeah. amazing hearing your stories. I yeah. really, really appreciate you sharing. Like, I, I just think you have such a cool background mm-hmm. and just a, such a, a cool life. I'm so inspired by you. And oh, thanks. <laughs> I just, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing everything yeah. with us. Today. Definitely. Um, I'm flattered you wanted me to do this. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm not ready. I, I like Vicky tell you, I like texted her. I'm like, I'm not prepared. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, like I said, I literally didn't know what day it was this morning. And I, um, I am the last four days have been a tornado of awful. They've been awful. Um, oh. so like just being like brutally honest, you know, the momming is just such joyous highs, like, and such low lows. I mean, um, uh, Nikki, it's like the uh, Elkhorn when, I, when we were at the finish, and I was like, the ups were so up, and the downs were so down. Like, exactly. <laughs> they, um, it's, that's parenting. I mean, like, uh, yesterday, I, we took, I took, I, not we, it was just me, the kids to Shovelin Park and uh, they rode their bikes and they played in the creek and, and it was just glorious. You know, they were happy and getting along and it was beautiful. And I got like a really slow little jog, you know, and mm-hmm. I was just running with them and uh, it was just, I was like euphoric, you know, and then 
we went to the pool and it was so fun. Everyone was so happy, like rainbows and butterflies. Well, you wouldn't know it from the day before. The day before I was like, um, you know, covered in stains, like yelling, <laughs> time out. There was screaming, like kicking, yes. hitting. Uh, it was truly awful. Um, I sang Brody to sleep with like tears streaming down my face. Oh, I, my I mean, it's like the, the like rawness of, you know, yes. um, yeah. you know, I, I, I post on Instagram and, and it's like, people are like, Oh, your kids are so beautiful. And so they're just so sweet. And, and I feel like it's a disservice if I don't just come out and say it's truly awful. Sometimes um, yeah. I love my children. Parenting is the heart. Like I've done all these things, you know, whatever. Um, uh, but parenting is the hardest thing I've ever done. It's um, so hard. is, is by far the most challenging and the most rewarding thing I've done. So, um, yeah. there's that. <laughs> it's I, so hard. Yes. yes. I so appreciate those words because yeah, I mean, and you struggle and people don't see that struggle, but you're like really yeah. struggling. Yeah, I mean, I, I post the ugly cry right. in the room is, you know, you're trying to get your toddler to go to bed. You're not going to post like the ugly cry on Instagram. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should start posting our ugly cries. I don't know. We um, should. We should because honesty is really valuable in society these days, I think. It but, is. Yeah. I, I mean, a, yeah. I'm sorry. I had a friend that said, I'm so inspired for you. You're such a great mom. And I'm like, I feel like awful. I just yelled at Joanna because she came out to go potty for the 10th time when I'm trying to put her to bed. And I'm like, you just need to go to sleep. <laughs> yes. Oh, last night, I literally, last night, it was like, cause like bedtime has just like gotten later since it's summer. And, but it's like, okay, I like, had the kids all day. We did a lot of things, you know, no, no real downtime except for nap, but that was even off because like Bellin's been weird anyway, long story, but it's like, it was finally bedtime. And I'm like, I just, I was freaking out. I was like, I do not want anyone else to talk to me. Like I need my space, like get away. You like you yeah. go to bed, you know, the, the kids just like wanted to like, wanted this or wanted that. And yeah. you know, it's like, no, no more. Just go to sleep. Yeah. Yes. No. But like, you and can't quit. yell yeah. because then they'll cry and then it's going to take oh, yeah. longer. And oh my God. I know. And Aaron hasn't been home to put them to bed. And then the one day I was so stressed out and they go to bed at seven. I mean, they're pretty early bedtimers. And Aaron came home at 6.55 and Joanna's like, oh, dad's home. Dad's downstairs. And I'm like, no, you are not going to see him because you need to go to sleep. I am like, on my edge right now because <laughs> I can't yeah. deal with you anymore yeah. <laughs> no. I, and I yeah. love them so much but like of course it's just you need your break yeah for sure um but uh, I think honesty is so key and um uh the day that was really awful uh Monday um uh I have some neighbors that have kids too and and um we've been you know hanging out quite a bit because of the COVIDs uh mm -hmm. and we're all just home and um yesterday or the, the awful day uh I had like this 10 minute interaction with the two other moms and they were both like I was like man I can you believe I like I feel so bad I yelled at Bodhi um and I was just venting and they both were like oh yeah me too like don't you know I feel you and, and like this story that story and, and and just that little bit of like oh god okay I feel better you know, yeah, the other, you know yes and so I 
just, I mean, a takeaway for one hard mom hard is, um, you know, like just share your crappy stories too. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It helps. It helps. It helps to know that, you know, um, that you're done at the end of the day. I feel so done. I want to, I go to bed at eight. I need yeah. my kids to go to bed at seven. I need yeah. them to get away from me. Yeah. I need, no, I need oh. to go to bed. I, I need an hour. I feel you. Of like I'm like my touched time. out. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to touch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 150 million percent. Yes. Yay. (laughs) We are with you. Yeah. Uh, And I think other moms listening out there are with us too. I can only hope. (laughs) Unless, I mean, I don't think anybody's perfect. So, and yeah. I thought like when doing this, I was like, okay, well, I don't know if my story is really like worth podcast but um like if I was like what 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 is one thing I want moms other moms to hear or know or and, and that was what I wanted to say was just you know we're all we're all struggling no one mm-hmm. posts that on their social media yeah yeah we <laughs> need we to are. start doing some more of that yeah 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 well I posted a picture of Joey and I woke up or she she woke up and I'm like, why is she awake right now? I went into her room and she was covered with lotion, with Vicks vapor rub, and with butt cream, or like the butt paste, all over her body. <laughs> like, that's, oh my goodness! <laughs> like, that's Joanne, neat. That's neat. <laughs> it, she had such greasy hair for days because it just would not come out. It was yeah. so gross. Oh my god. <laughs> But yeah. anyway, yeah, it's real life mm-hmm. and we're here to talk about real life. Yes. So it's good. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking about your real life. It's yeah. really oh, yeah. cool. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to run with you again this fall. Hopefully we'll okay. get some good fall runs in. It's my favorite time of year to run with them. So me too. I am looking forward to it. loved everything Erica shared with us. I, I'm really just kind of, she's a badass. I'm really inspired by her and she has done a lot of really cool things in her life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just really, I really loved hearing more in depth story of like what it's like to be a collegiate athlete, what it's like to be a river guide and a ski patroller and, and now an ultra runner Mm -hmm. and a mom. And she just has very like honest, good perspective. And I just was so thankful for what she shared with us today. It was really interesting. Her take on the community between rafting and running or ultra running and how there's a lot more similarities and there are differences. I really enjoyed her talking about like what she does with ski patrol because it's so different in the mountains and it's really like you said it's really badass like I couldn't imagine getting a call where someone may not live Mm -hmm. and I I don't know I am very inspired by her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she's just an amazing person and and mom and you know and we talk about like the hard parts of momming too and I Mm -hmm. just I always really love that when people are real and raw about that. So 
Anyway, great, great conversation. If you guys out there enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can also rate and review, and you can also subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter, which is um, an email, one email that goes out each week, um, kind of with the latest um, articles and podcast episodes. Um, so if you don't want to miss anything, you can stay in the loop that way. Um, mm-hmm. That's found at treelinejournal.com. If you want to email us questions or comments, you can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com or you can leave us a voice message using the Anchor Anchor link in the show notes below. Yes. So go run hard mom. Today we talk with Erica Litzer. <laughs> not good. Why not is good. This so hard? Why is life so hard? I don't okay. know. But, oh, God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>